Audio and video are recording. Yes, sir. Right. All right. Welcome to Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Anthony. No, I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Forby. We're all here again. Yay. If you're watching the video, you can see all four of us. We all four are here, and we all four have a set to build. We went to Target and bought Target, Target, Target. and uh, bought Lego, Legos, Lego sets, <laughs> Lego brick sets, Legos. Sets, multiple sets of Lego bricks. Yes. At lunch. Legos. Um, I bet that was really loud in that microphone. It probably, it probably was. Man. I am building the Avengers War Machine Buster. If you're watching, this mm-hmm. is the like the Hulkbuster War Machine, which didn't actually exist in the movie. Have a bummer. I am building the Lego Technic Corvette. This is the oh, microphone. Uh, <laughs> the ZR zero is it a zero? ZR one. ZR one. It says right there. So oh, that's a one. I'm zero. looking at it right there. It looks. Like oh, it does kind of look like a zero. So I'm not going crazy. Huh. But anyway, I love. I've always loved Corvettes, so this one spoke to me. I'm making the new Martian set. This is their new space introduction. It's like a shuttle and a little helicopter thing and a little rover. So we'll see how much of this gets done today. But it's the new Mars set. But it does not include Martians. He said well, it was the Martian set. Well, there it are has two no astronauts <laughs> here in different suits. So there's a white one and an orange one. Hmm. And for continuity of space travel, I would imagine they would have the same suit. So this could hint that there was somebody already on Mars and they developed their own suits. And they're coming together in this blissful scientific uh, utopia that they have here on Mars. I like the story you just built. It's good. Immersive. What are you making for me? Um, I have the Batmobile. That's awesome. Um, That's pretty awesome. I think it looks really cool. It's it's more like the uh, Batman Returns uh, or like the original... Batman. Michael Keaton. Batmobile. Yeah, that one. Not the, uh, what's the, what was the Batman Begins one? The, oh, the Tumblr? Tumblr. Yeah. It's a jumper. Mm. It did jump. <laughs> it did jump more than That's why I wanted to call it jumper. It uh, has a motorcycle inside of it, or, um, yeah, so we, Forby's in town visiting. Bag. Sorry, that was obnoxious. Bag dump. Um, and so we thought we would record. We didn't record last week, so this is kind of this week's, last week's show? This week, I think? Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. We lost track. Uh, we don't really have anything specific to talk about, so just kind of throw it around, see what's up. And also, I said it would be fun if everybody, once we sat down, everybody think of a question to ask the person on your left. And it doesn't have to be a personal question. It doesn't have to be about that person. It could be anything. It would give us something. We also have some pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. We have a few. So you want to start with pros and cons? We can. We'll Are go. we going to chime in uh, on our responses to that person's question, or is it just that person? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. The rules are People loose. like order here. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be pretty tough with bunches of bag Don't dumps. Don't make your Legos yes. touch my Legos. They're the same color. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you got a red one. I don't think I have any red ones. I bet you do. You do Somewhere. now, because it just crossed over the... <laughs> Let me let me look up uh, our proses and conses. So we said we're gonna start with some. Yeah, yeah maybe okay. If we have some. Yeah, we've got. I sent a whole bunch. Uh, jazz fusion. We'll start with that. <laughs> do y'all we, even know what that is? Do we want to oh, define yeah. that? Um, I mean, there's specific bands that come to my mind that I'm big fans of, like Dirty Loops and Snarky Puppy. You're just making up words. This was my suggestion, also. So. Oh. I love jazz fusion. I it's see. a pro. That's cheating. No, it's not. I went back in Discord and found it from last week. 
Somebody had to ask it, I guess. I don't know. Personally, um, so modern jazz is one of those things that I appreciate for what it is, and I understand, not that I understand how to do it, but I understand the complexity of jazz and like what, you know, that there's a lot of talent, skill, and creativity that goes into it. It's just not a thing that I enjoy listening to. Hmm. And so... But you that, know how to appreciate it. I appreciate it. Is, what it is... Goodness. I appreciate it for what it is. <laughs> you acknowledge it. I acknowledge that yeah. it is, exists and, you know, needs talent. It's just not something I enjoy listening to. I like jazz music. And I'm yeah. talking about modern jazz. Be specific. I don't know what modern jazz is. The only modern jazz I know is that, like, silly spoof album that, uh, <laughs> the guy who, who does the voice of Bob and Bob's Burgers does. It's amazing. He has no idea Wait, how to play I didn't it. know that was him. Yes, yeah, H. Yeah. John Benjamin. Oh, yeah. We were trying to think of his name the other day. Oh, yeah, so yeah. he has this like spoof comedy slash jazz album where he sells his soul to the devil so that he can be a, a jazz pianist, but he didn't specifically <laughs> ask for talent. So it's this like really nice jazz band with the horns and everybody playing and stand-up bass, and then he's just like, blink, 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 on the piano, and he's trying his best. And jazz music is just sloppy enough where you kind of can't tell that he sucks at the piano. <laughs> and it's That's really impressive. funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. So, I mean, I don't, other than that, that is jab modern jazz because I discovered it last year. Hmm. I don't know if modern jazz, maybe I'm using the wrong term, but I feel like uh, I would think of modern jazz as anything kind of like post big band and the, the blues jazz mix of the early part of last century. And so I think of anything past that, but maybe that's the wrong terminology. I don't know. I think I picked the wrong set to do for this today. Yeah. Because okay. none of the bags are labeled, and I'm already Ooh. into oh, two bags. Oh, yeah. Forby, do you that. like jazz? Uh, I do like jazz, and I do like jazz fusion. I've heard of do- I've, I've heard of Dirty, Dirty Loops. loops. I've, I've heard them, yeah. And they're just absolutely crazy. I mean, the the musicianship. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a... Um, I don't know. It's kind of a show off a little bit. I mean, like they're hmm. all of them are just masters at what they do, and they're kind of all going off, and they have their little solo sections in the songs, and they do some like incredible covers of some other songs too. I hadn't heard of the puppy one, Snarky Puppy. Yeah, but you. If you think Dirty Loops is good, I Snarky. started listening to them, and also they have like twenty people. Yeah. in the band. Whoa. And uh, hmm. but it, it was it was really good. It's also it, it varies at least what I was listening to it varied pretty widely. It's super different, like yeah. weird time signatures and just mind boggling musicianship and some instruments you wouldn't expect in a band like that. But yeah, the fact that it's like how many people? How many did you say? I don't even remember how many. Twenty. It was a. Lo- I just saw a photo and it had a lot more There's people like than I expected people. to be. Yeah, in the band, but. Um, I, I liked what I heard, and I I do like Dirty Loops. I I can't listen to them all the time because it's it's kind of a lot of music. Yeah. I mean, and I usually listen to music in the background, but yeah, uh, like four, I, I like them. Yeah, Dirty Loops is funny because they're like three people, and Snarky Puppy's like four thousand. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tough. remember uh, last week or last time we recorded, Josh, we were talking about bagpipes. Yep. <laughs> we got a comment from someone that said <laughs> he heard that episode when he was on his way to his bagpipes um, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> practice or. Something I can't remember. They commented now. Anyway, apologies to that guy, that person. I don't know who you are. Mad props to please, whoever can play them. Please take no offense. Yeah, I'm impressed by the bagpipes. I just yeah, it, yeah. it's been ruined by association. Hmm. So play those pipes 
loudly, sir. Just break the association. Not near me. <laughs> <laughs> not near. Uh, all right. Do we have any other? Yeah, we got more. We got a whole bunch. Uh, let's see. Flu shots. <laughs> <laughs> I was of that camp where in, in the military it was mandatory. And they were like, you have to get a flu shot. And I was the person that was like, the flu shot makes me sick. It's stupid. And then I would go so far as to just, you know, not get it. And then when it was forced, they did the, have you guys done the nasal one? Not the shot, but like the mist, the no. flu mist. I don't think so. So it's pretty much what it sounds like. It's this little syringe that, that like aerates and atomizes the, the stuff up your nose. So it's like nasal spray, but yeah. a flu shot. Yeah, and I remember I had such a... Like, I don't want to do it because I'm being forced to do it type mentality that I would, like, I'd make that sound whenever they would do it and then go around the corner and just, like, shoot like a snot rocket of the flu shot out of my nose. Ugh. Just like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that sounds Because I just didn't trust. Uh, I have no qualms. I actually got the flu one time, like the legit flu, not just you feel gross. Yeah. And I was really mad at myself that I didn't get a flu shot and I got mm. the stinking flu and I got my little son. He got the flu, too. Well, and I got so mad at myself. It's your fault. Yep. <laughs> so from then on, if I'm offered a flu shot, it's not by the government, or not forced to me by, on uh, forced on me by the government. Then okay, Ron Swanson, I'll do it. Uh, there's a lot of things like that, though. That you know, if you're doing it because you want to, rather than someone else wants you to, it, it changes how you react to it. I'm not a big fan of taking preventative stuff for stuff that I may or may not get. But I understand it, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, if, like, I'm not really worried about if I get the flu, you know, if it ever were to get to the point to where it was actually dangerous for me, I would be at the hospital getting taken care of. And that would be on me because I didn't get take a flu shot. But at the same time, getting one just as a precaution, uh, sure, why not? Yeah. I, I would, like, get them when they were easily accessible and readily available. Like, they would do free flu shots for students at my school, and mm. that was the last time I got a flu shot. Yeah. You know, I never really have gotten flu before, so, and I've gotten my flu shots, like, four times in my entire life. But, you know, it is. Yeah. I don't think I right. would, like, plan my day or go out of my way to make sure that I had it. But some people, it's just like, you have to do it. You're going to die if you don't. Yeah. I just always forget. Yeah. That's the only reason why I don't get them. Yeah. I just forget. Yep. Ooh. 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 What if there was a flu shot type ice cream truck situation <laughs> <laughs> that just roamed around the neighborhood with the with the siren on, right? With the ice cream truck noise. <laughs> what a give disappointment. You, give you a one. No, no, no. You get ice cream. It gives oh, okay. you a one right. for one, right? It's like a, there you go. Whenever I run for public office, that'll <laughs> be it. It'll be the, the flu truck. Flu shot truck. The flu truck. That sounds like a place you I want to go. Like a, Doesn't the Red Cross kind of do that? With a Choco Taco and a flu shot. Well, yeah, it would have to have something along with it. It can't yeah. just be the No, no, no. It's not just like we're going to stab you when the ice cream truck rolls around. You get it. Yeah. It's a one for one. What a you, terrible way to, like, hot summer day, you hear the ice cream truck, and you're like, yay! And you run to the street in front of your house, and somebody just jams you in the arm with a needle. <laughs> you're welcome. And drives away really fast. You'll thank me later. It's like the the Bloodmobile gives you, like, free cookies and stuff. So yeah. like, you're trying Ruby to do tickets. your your duty, and you get some get duty. duty. Hmm. Well, that's an idea. <laughs> that's not a great one. <laughs> that was the thing you said. All right, what else do we have? Um, water skiing. I... I used to go water skiing when I was young. I and went for the first time. Not too long. Yeah, that was like 
what a month ago or something? Not Two even. Yeah. yeah, that was my first time ever watching. Um fun. I think it's uh, it's more difficult than uh-huh. you would expect it to be. If I remember oh, correctly, yeah. like it's hard, a lot harder to control. Like you can't just you know, like you're on the slopes and you can just shoot your feet that way and you go that way. It's like a lot of work to kind of like hold it to go all the way to the left or all the way to the right. But it's also I, been like 30 years since I've water skied. I didn't find the controlling part to be difficult. The difficult part was just like staying strong enough to stay standing for more yeah. than five minutes. It's yeah. an endurance. Like it, people look like they're having fun in like the movies. But yeah, to to carve and to move around, it takes yeah. a lot of leg strength. It, it gets, takes a lot of strength just to smile while you water ski. <laughs> <laughs> and look happy because it is fun, but you're just kind of grunting the whole time to yourself. <laughs> I can do this. Did you get slingshotted? I, I kind of on purpose, and I totally like destroyed it. Whoa. I was like, I'm gonna go outside the wake as the boat turned. Oh yeah. And uh, I went really fast, and then I couldn't hold on any longer, and that was my last right. run. Thanks, man. There you go. Well, as the the driver, you can. You can like maneuver the boat and make a nice turn where you can just slingshot. We used to get big tubes. Oh yeah, we would do that put to all the kids tubes on the tube. <laughs> yeah, and fun. then you can feel like when you're on the tube, you're like that person's gonna try to kill me right Here now. It goes, and then all of a sudden you're going 90 miles an hour <laughs> sideways, upside down, skipping off the top of the water. Ah, oh, past times. Um, did you, did you guys ever kneeboard? Yeah, I never yeah. tried that. Really, I like that a lot better. Yeah, well, just because it's easier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're basically sitting down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed kneeboarding a lot more uh, as a kid. It was easier to get standing up. It was easier to stay up. And then you could actually ride. You know, center of gravity is a lot lower, so it's easier to, like, get over the wake and stuff without toppling over. That's cool. And then when I met Jenny, uh, she wakeboarded, which I had never Mm -hmm. done. And so I started um, wakeboarding with her in Florida some, and then... I got okay at that, but we didn't do it enough to, like, really get better at it. You went wakeboarding with us some, didn't you, Forby? Yeah, I was awful at it. It's just... <laughs> Gotta get that I mean, rotation. It, That's the hard part. It, yeah, it's just... Uh, the, standing up is really the hard part, whereas you know, kneeboarding or... Uh, yeah, you're just kind of already down at the water. Yeah. And also, w- with me, it was... Uh, I was already bad at it, and I guess it's just the first time you go. But hitting the hitting the water so hard every time, oh yeah, it's just really hard to yeah. like get back up over and over again. I mean, obviously, I, I, the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more you have fun. But I never crossed that threshold. Yeah, and it seems like you would have to spend a huge amount of time. Like the people that do wake skating, where it's like wakeboarding, but you're not in bindings; you're just standing on a. Ooh. Big skateboard, basically. Oh, cool. It's a wakeboard with grip tape on the top, and wow. you wear skate shoes. And so you, when you do that, you can do like kick flips and varials and all this crazy stuff that you would do on a skateboard. But you're on top of the water, and that feels like you are destined to fall a billion times before you land one of those tricks, and you got to hit the water hard every time. And that would be tough. Mm-hmm. And you would lose the board. If you fall off, yeah, the board's really. going to take off. That's what I was thinking. Like it, it should float. I imagine. Yeah, it does. But still, it's going to go away from yeah. you. So, All right, what else we got? Let's see. How many more do we want to do? One, two, three, seven? Mm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> stick deodorant. Stick deodorant? Yeah. As, compared As opposed to, to spray, to I guess. Spray? Maybe gel versus dry. Does anybody dry? still use spray deodorant past I, middle school? <laughs> X. No. 
I don't think I've ever used sp- spray deodorant. I haven't. I used a brute when I was in middle school. Brute. That was cool. I saw it in the movies. Not too cool. Yeah, I've only used... I mean, I guess there's other, like... I don't know. What other kind of deodorants is there other than sticky? I don't know. Spray, spray. but, like, people Roll, use, like, powder water. Or? Yeah, I don't know. Patch deodorant? You <laughs> use the, what, like, non-aluminum stuff, right? Yeah. I know that's that's a contested topic. Yeah. And that's one of those things. I guess that's like antiperspirant versus deodorant. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know that it's, like, truly safer or the other one is more dangerous or anything, but it's like, meh. If I'm going to be putting anything on my body every single day, I may as well go for the least invasive version of it. Yeah. You know? seems like so i did the same thing but for a very different reason it really wasn't about my health at all but uh just i found that the antiperspirant stuff uh like started to like not wear away or like it was tougher to clean in terms of like it would just leave really oh weird yeah stains. it's mm-hmm. like a thick it's like paint yeah like dried paint. yeah so mm-hmm. just help my shirts last a little bit longer <laughs> there you go so when you and i bob went to nashville for the project with that college mm-hmm we met up with uh, Dustin Salem, mm-hmm. and I remember probably 10, 15 words into, like, this conversation. He's like, we were going to dinner. We were hanging out. And it was like, so, do you use, uh, use antiperspirant with aluminum in it? And I'm like, very important. Okay, here we go. So this is happening. Like, it's just one of those, like, the most random discussion topics. And we probably had a good 15, 20-minute conversation yeah. about different deodorant types. And-, and then, like, three days later after that, I was at the grocery store buying deodorant. And I took a video of all of the different ones that didn't have aluminum in them and sent it to him. I'm like, hey, have you tried all these? And he's like, yep, I've tried all those. They're no good. That's yep. awesome. All right, what else we got? We've got formal dinners. Formal like dinners? A, maybe like a dinner party or a fundraiser? Oh, like an intentional, we're like all going to dress sit up. down. Yeah. Huh. I think they're kind of fun. It's like a change of pace. Almost feels like a step back in time. You always see fancy dinners at big long tables and movies from times past, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, if there's free food, I'm usually there. (laughs) (laughs) If it has the word dinner in it. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. The formal part is what would get me. Like, sharing a meal with people? Anytime. Great. I love it. If it has the word formal in it, then I'm less likely to be interested. Um, So just dinner. Yeah, just regular dinner. Good old din-din. So know. if you want to have Bob come over, just don't tell him it's going to be fancy. That's right. I'll be the only one not in a tuxedo. I don't know. I I just I think I would always go for comfort and like just feeling relaxed and comfortable in a situation. And so if something is set out to be formal ahead of time, it feels like I'm just gonna. I know I'm gonna be uncomfortable or less comfortable than I could be there. Personally, have you been to such an event to substantiate that point? Uh, anytime I've ever been to a wedding, mm. you go into the, the the thing after what's the thing called after the reception. The, the reception, <laughs> you go into that knowing like it's a celebration, but you're still dressed up. There's still going to be, you know, a place you have to sit. There's certain types of napkins. There's certain stuff to it, and so weddings are great, receptions are great, but I still go into those with that like I just want to sit down in my PJs and eat. <laughs> okay, so I know that this was a pro or con. It started out that way. But there's, I've wanted to talk about weddings, like publicly amongst people who I think think similar to, than I do, 
Um, I have to go to a wedding in September. Hmm. And not that I dislike the people. I just don't want to go to weddings. And I, I don't really know why. It just seems like, again, kind of like one of those things that now with kids, like I have to keep three kids quiet in clothes that they can't get dirty in a celebration that's not about them. It just seems like uh, for a family member that knows you have a bunch of kids, like, man, I I love you, but I I don't want to put you or me through that situation with kids. I guess maybe in the same lines with formal dinner thing, like at Mm -hmm. a certain point in my life, that might have been kind of fun. But now with the infrastructure, that just sounds miserable. So I don't know how to not make this situation or a dinner party not be just miserable. Mm. We went to a wedding not too long ago for the first time with our child. And it it was in an old-fashioned, like, style chapel. It was really beautiful. But it was, like, the kind of pews that had the door on the end. Oh, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was like a replica of some old chapel from way back when. Basically... Hmm. And uh, it was awesome because we just let our child roam around on the floor and locked her into the pew. That is clever. I mean, she was 13 months old at the time. She still made some noise, which was like, okay. But, I mean, we were really close friends with people getting married and knew pretty much everybody there. So uh, it wasn't that difficult. But but weddings, I mean, I I don't know. I I enjoy seeing, you know, celebrating with my friends. But I can kind of see where you're coming from. I think I'm of the age now where everybody I know is already married. Yeah. And this is uh, a family member who's getting remarried. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, can we just like tell you I love you and congratulations and get you a crock pot and then <laughs> save on the kids being locked in the thing. Don't you mean an instant pot? Well, I mean, you know, from one perspective, you don't have to go. Like you get invited to weddings and we always make the assumption that because it's a wedding, we don't have a choice. That it's something that if we are at all able to go to, we have to go to. And you can just not go to something like that for that reason, you know. On the flip side, uh, you were saying that, like, given uh, the kids couldn't, I don't remember how you said it, like, the kids are going to be at a place they don't want to be, and they're wearing clothes they don't want to wear, and it's good, you know, but the fact of the matter is, going to a wedding that you don't actually want to be a part of, or don't feel like going to, is a pretty good example to a kid about doing something for somebody else for the sake of the other person. So it's a noble thing? I don't think it's noble. I think it's... And I say this from the perspective of someone who would happily... Take my place? Never go oh. to a thing that I don't <laughs> want to go to. Like, I am I am the first person to say, like, I don't want to go to that, and I'm going to be unhappy about the fact that I have to go because I don't want to go. But, I mean, there's certain things that mean... Being there means more to the person. And this, I'm not, I don't know who you're talking about, so it's not necessarily you... Uh, being there means more to that person than not be- being there would mean to you. Mm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on the situation, I could see it being worthwhile to go to, even though it's not going to be fun necessarily. We went to a wedding one time. Actually, our friend Dave, Dave and Sarah. Um, and it was at this really cool, like, outdoor center kind of place or whatever. And... Our oldest was maybe a year, if I remember correctly. And I, he would not, like, be quiet, would not sit still. It was like one of those just 
truly terrible days as a parent where you can't control them and you know they're young enough that they can't really tell you what they want and it's just like ah! and so I spent the entire wedding outside with him I saw zero percent of a good friend's wedding yeah and that was a bummer but at the same time I knew that us being there as a family even if I wasn't in the room that was important to them and being able to go to the reception see them be happy in that moment and have like them recognize that we were there for them I think that means a lot and also like the whole idea of the wedding at least in the Christian wedding approach is that you are there to commit yourself to supporting that couple and all the stuff that they do and all the stuff that they go through. Hmm. And so showing up for that reason, even if it's loud and there's, you know, baby spit up all over you and all <laughs> that stuff, I mean, it's still, there's a lot to that, I think. So. Okay. <laughs> guilt trip. <I'll> go. <laughs> I wasn't meaning that as a guilt trip, but I, it's, it's really easy for me to just not want to do things I don't want to do. And that's me. Well, about, I think that about there me, is, and so I have to step out of that. Well, I think there's a level of this that I'm pre-planning my kids' misery, oh, right. and just using that as a scapegoat. Because I mean, if we're playing the odds, I think that there is a high likelihood of them getting irritated and me getting irritated at them. And I don't like putting them in that situation. I think it's unfair to them that right. you know we're going to go to a very adult thing that has nothing to do with them. It's not at Chuck E. Cheese, so it's just. You have to sit there and be quiet while people talk about stuff that's uninteresting to you. And it's very easy to kind of put the kids, the kids are going to not like it. The kids are going to be irritated. And yeah. On the flip side, kids love dancing. I hate dancing. So that's another part of going (laughs) to weddings that I really dislike is being in that position where everybody's like, oh, come on, come dance. And I'm like, no, I absolutely hate this. Kids love dancing and they love cake. Hmm. So. So we just hang out at the reception. Yeah. (laughs) Or if, or you get through for you know from their perspective you get through the wedding like yo the reception there's cake yeah and there's, there's cake at the end of this office. there's cocktail meatballs you got to hold out <laughs> so you know you might be able to use there that to coerce some good behavior or survive brilliant see this is why we're together this is why this works <laughs> this podcast exists for this reason all right what was next sorry did we want to talk more about fancy dinner parties. Oh, yeah. For me. For me. Tell us your favorite fancy dinner party. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I think that they can be fun, but they're not my favorite thing. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, I largely agree with all the the same things. I mean, it's kind of fun to dress up a little bit, but usually I, I think the wedding part with the dancing and stuff, for me, it's a little bit awkward and... Not really the the most fun, but it's nice to have things to celebrate. It's nice to have things to do that are, you know, a little bit out of the ordinary or to to all dress up fancy. Mm-hmm. So I I can appreciate that. Do you like? I don't want to speak for you, but like me, I think you would be less likely to go into a reception and be like. It's dancing time. It's time to <laughs> it's time to have a good time. That's and then absolutely know. not me. Yeah. yeah. So. Does it feel weird to you that when you go to a thing like that, everybody else seems to just absolutely love the fact that they're there? When I go to weddings, with uh, when Jenny has her family or friends have a wedding, they just love to dance and they love to party. Yeah. And they all have so much fun. And I'm so glad. But I feel like the old man who's just sitting there <laughs> like, why are we here? I want to go home and watch TV. 
And I was like, why am I that way? Like, why is everybody else enjoying this so much? I don't want to be part of your train. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, Electric slide! I think part of it is that it's, it's assumed, maybe, that you're not having fun if you're not joining in with the fun. That's true. But to me, that's not really the case. I just don't really know how to look like I'm having fun if I'm not out there, like... You don't know how to pretend? Dancing. Because yeah. I'm, I'm usually fine. I'm, I'm fine just kind of sitting there and enjoying and being there, yeah. watching, celebrating, usually eating. I think there's something to that. Like you, you talk about supporting the people at a wedding. Like you're being there. Like I, I love that you all are having this much fun. It makes me happy to see people like enjoying themselves. I, I don't enjoy the act that you guys are doing. I just really think it's great that there are people that can be having this much fun together. Right. So just don't ask me to do it. <laughs> all right. What else we got? We have my phone keeps locking. Uh, I mean, I, that seems like a bad thing, but depending on if it's intentional, I can see that being a pro. What? Oh, that oh, wasn't a pro and a con. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> coffee cups that look more like a thing than a cup. So, like, I was <laughs> like at the store the other day, and I saw a coffee cup that was cow spotted, and it had four little feet on the bottom that were the udders. <laughs> <laughs> It was rather interesting. I think I've done something wrong here. Huh. My wife has a coffee cup that she got from Maker Faire a year or so ago, and it looks like a monster, like a tree kind of monster. Like it has additional clay. It's, it's a little sculpture that you happen to drink coffee out of. I think it's cute. I think it's neat, but I will never reach for that one. Yeah. We have one that I think Jenny got at the same time, and it's a little, like, octopus squid type mm-hmm. cup. He's got tentacles and a face. Yeah, same thing. It's cute. I wouldn't grow for it. Partially because it's half as big as every other coffee cup we have. I'm like, I'm just going to have to mm. fill up twice as often. So. <laughs> it's to help you portion control your coffee. Yeah, I take. guess it could be. I mean, but that seems like a very utilitarian. Like, I just want a big vessel. Big old mug. I want a vessel that I can fill <laughs> with coffee and just have it. As long as it's big, I guess I don't mind that it's shaped like... Something else. What would be the oddest shaped taco? Taco? <laughs> taco? <laughs> what would be the oddest yes. shaped, I guess I was thinking taco. Yeah, how about Coffee taco? cup that you could have that would be a taco shaped coffee cup. It would be very difficult to drink out of. It would be weird if you had a coffee cup, but it was shaped like a, like it was shaped like a taco, but wide. <laughs> like it was just a, it was like a, like a boat? six or eight inch. Yeah, it was like a boat, but then it had the handle on the, on the side. And then you would have to try to figure out how to... Two handles. One on each end. Ooh. Like a challenge? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's the greatest thing ever. I don't know. We don't know. I think think you just invented something for me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I remember going to a friend's house when I was younger, and they these aren't coffee cups. They just had their, like, regular dinner glasses, but they were square. And drinking out of them felt so weird. You had to, like, drink out of the corner of it. The corner. It was odd. So, I like my round coffee cups. Nice. What else? Uh, Book clubs. I've never really been a part of I have of no myself. experience with the book yeah, club. Same. Okay, let's do it, everyone. Speed limits. Ooh. All right, so there's a thing about me. <laughs> Why did I look right at you as soon as I said speed I don't know. <laughs> it has to do with the law. I knew that was going to. <laughs> I'm not fond of most things that have to do with the law. So a speed limit, like if everybody's driving the same speed safely and everybody's going where they're going, 
I, I think the law should reflect the things that actually happened rather than trying to enforce something that would be forced. Like, whatever, let people drive as fast as they need to drive safely. If everybody's driving together, like, it's, I don't know, I'm going to get on a big soapbox <laughs> and a tirade about the law. I love the law, but I was not there when the laws were made, so I feel like I'm at some disadvantage. Hmm. But, like, there are states and there are countries where there are no speed limits, yet everybody's okay. Like, everybody agrees that we can all travel and exist under these conditions, whether that's at two miles an hour, which is ridiculous, or 100 miles an hour. Like, everybody can be okay. It's it's not like, oh, well, you're you're dangerous, so you have to drive 20. Like, that doesn't make people safer. I think the pretense that a law makes somebody act a certain way rather than just good order and self-preservation. I feel like speed limits are making up for neglect on the individual's part. You know? Um, this is kind of what you're saying. But, like, if a person is not aware enough to realize that they are in a neighborhood where there are going to probably be kids walking around... If they're not aware of that, they're not going to think about the fact that they should be going 20 miles instead of 80 miles an hour. But that situation exists whether they realize it or not. So the law is probably in place to help uh, safeguard against someone who's not aware of their surroundings. And I would rather have, even though I am kind of with you, I would rather have that in place than not in place for the safety of innocent people who just happen to be like riding their bike or walking their dog or whatever. And some joker's like, there's no speed limit. It's all up to me. Yeah, but I think that that is... 80 miles an hour down my street. I think that that... It's a speculation based on... on That's a speculation. No, that's based on my own teenage driving experience. Well, I think that those people are going to act that way regardless of a speed limit. I think that everybody tends to drive a... uh, This is going to be a a characterization, but I I feel (laughs) like it's valid. That everybody will tend to drive like a normalized speed. And if that is 10 miles an hour over the posted speed limit, then everybody's breaking the law, or you can just move the speed limit. Like, I think the enforcement of a speed limit just for the sake that, like, that sign says a thing, well, is that the most appropriate? Because, I mean, there's one of the back roads on the way to my house that goes from 45 to 20, like, in an instant. And so the moment that you pass that sign, legally, you can be fined and given a ticket. I think that's ridiculous. So I think that the... Yes, you are going to have people that want a hot rod and showboat because they're, they're dumb and they're irresponsible, but you're going to have that regardless of a speed limit situation. And so I think if you were to erase all of the signs, people are going to generally drive in their lanes. There's speed uh, lights every so often. So I think that it will just kind of work itself out. If you need to drive 100 miles an hour on the highway to get somewhere, that has no bearing on me. There is two two different things, though. I feel like we're just taking over, and the other two yeah, guests are, are not really talking through it. But, I don't really have much to say on this um, one, so. I think, like, having a speed limit on the highway, that seems a little ridiculous. That should be a place that it's about travel. It's about getting relatively straight path to where you need to go as fast as possible. Driving through a neighborhood, that feels like that should have some sort of governing thing. Because, I mean, I guarantee you, all of us at some point have been going faster than we should have in a neighborhood, and you see a 20-mile-an-hour sign, and you're like, oh, I should probably slow down a little bit. And not because you were doing something wrong, not because you were showboating. You just weren't showboating, showboating. You just weren't thinking about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. So I could see maybe those two are separate, possibly. I don't know. Or maybe there's, maybe it's not a law. Maybe there's just, here's a recommended speed sign. 
Well, there are a lot of places that have like a universal speed that. limit in town. Like within city limits, the speed limit is 25 or 35. Like and when you enter the town, it's posted placard on there. So I, I don't know. I have my views on things like law enforcement and speed limit is one of those things that just kind of like is a way for someone to get you. Even though you're not doing anything wrong, you went over a sign. I'm like, well, okay. So? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm no, I'm not harming anybody. There, I am being able to, you know, responsibly mitigate risk. And I know someone can say, well, that's you. That's not everybody. And then I would counter with, yeah, that speed limit still says 20 and people are still going to go 80 because that's what they do. I got hit by somebody going 65 and a 25. That sign is not going to make that person act responsibly. It's going to keep the innocent people innocent. Or keep the, you know, the people that actually care about those things, keep them honest. Hmm. And I would say that regardless if it goes from 20 to 50, that person's going to drive responsibly regardless. So leave them alone. Forby, thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I'm... I think that you're always going to have people that want to get there faster, drive faster, or, like, push a number. I think that, that that's just always going to be the case. But I, I do I do think that it, it's helpful to set standards for safety or for, like, coming around a corner and, you know, this turn is 45 or something like that. I think that those are helpful. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm mostly pro speed limits. Although... I've had a lot of tickets. <laughs> um, I, I think they may be excessively low in some places, but like I said, within neighborhoods, it makes a lot of sense to me. But it is weird, like the the ten over sort of agreed rule, mm-hmm. where as long as as long as you're if it if the on a highway the speed limit is seventy, everyone's going eighty, and you get pulled over at eighty one, which may not. I mean, they, they can pull you over. At any speed above, but it, it just seems like they don't, or it's generally accepted that they won't. I don't know if it's like it's not worth their time, or if just that's how it's happened to be now. But that there's always an effective ten over. For I got pulled over by a highway patrolman in Florida near Tallahassee. So if you ever drive through Tallahassee, you're going to get pulled over probably. <laughs> um, but the this. Highway patrolman, I was in the right lane, he was in the left lane, and he was like bumper to bumper with me, driving exactly beside me. And so I was like, well, I'm going to drive the speed limit because this is uncomfortable, and this person just staring at me. And I was like, well, maybe they want to merge. So I slowed down, and they slowed down with me. And then he got, uh, what happened? I moved out of the way, or I went a little bit faster so they could get behind me because this other car or something. I don't remember what happened, but this guy came and pulled me over. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you pulling me over? And he's like, you were going 85. And there were, what, five miles an hour over? He was like, if it was four miles an hour over, that would not have been against the law. I'm like, whoa, he interesting. Told you that? Yeah, oh. straight up. And huh. so I had a, a pickup truck at the time and I got bigger tires put on my pickup truck. Mm. And someone told me that it will mess with your speedometer. So yep. I got it red on a, a tachometer. And my speedometer was six miles an hour off. And I'm the kind of person I'm going to contest everything I think I've been wrong. So I contested the ticket and I'm like, your honor, that guy said everything uh, four miles an hour and under is okay. This thing says my speedometer's off by six. Technically, I was two miles an hour under his threshold. And he was like, yep, you win. And threw the ticket out. <laughs> you win. Yeah. Nice. And But again, it was one of those times like 
why did you feel the need to prove the fact monetary like that could depending on your situation you could have gotten a ticket and you could have never been able to pay that ticket and you would have been in financial debt to society for going a couple miles an hour over Mm. some fictitious limit and that bothers me like to no end that that Mm. kind of system exists that that doesn't need to be that way but i'll get off that so i think there's probably some middle ground in there where you know maybe that little four mile thing is to allow people to go faster, but still be give them an out or a reason to be able to grab people if they need to. You know, if there's somebody who's driving dangerously and they're going fast, they can say, oh, well, you were going too fast just so we can stop you and try to slow down the possibility of, you know, somebody else getting hurt or something. I don't know. What else we got? Boop, boop. So let's keep on the car-ish theme. I mean, you drive cars. Uh, subwoofers in cars. Thoughts? Like bumping super loud? Like whatever. Like I used to have one. I had it because I like having a full range of sound for the sake of quality. I was never rattling my license plate off, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I prefer them in a good situation and it's fun to install. I, I have had one. Um, I had one in high school because a friend of mine was selling one for pretty cheap and Mm. just drop it in a, like, I think it was the first car I owned. Um, and, uh, I think I'm a con. I I don't think I really enjoy, I certainly don't really enjoy them now because whenever I experience them now, it's like the cars that turn it way, 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 way up too loud and it's rattling the dishes in my house. Um, (laughs) two miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I think I did enjoy having that range uh, of sound in the car, and that's what I would kind of tell myself. But I, I think that generally now I don't really need it, and I really didn't like that it took up my trunk. Yeah, like I, I mean, some cars I think have them sort of built in where you, you do get in a premium sound package. It's sort of like mm-hmm. built in, or you can get the enclosures that kind of like fit into the sides of the trunk a little bit, or yeah. a little custom fit for certain cars. But this was just. Uh, uh, just a one speaker enclosure, but still pretty much took up most usable space in my trunk, and I could not really like fit anything else in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really think I enjoyed it as much I thought it as much as I thought I did. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've ever. Well, the car that we have now, we got a new car recently, and it's the first one that <clears throat> it's been noticeable. Like, there's not enough road noise in the car. That you can go, oh, well, this actually sounds pretty good. Like, wow. Every other car I've ever had, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, I think there's a sub, but I also hear my tires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not really sure, but so, yeah, it, it's never seemed worthwhile as an addition to me, personally. I've never had the money for it. Yeah. I got mine when I was Whoa. turning 16. Where's this going? And I had my first job, and back when all the money I made was like, disposable income and I still have it it's just sitting in my closet doing nothing right now sounds great though yeah sounds awesome in, <laughs> in there the closet yeah not taking up space in my trunk so I have one bag left so <laughs> do we have any more we can I can finish my uh I'm sure I could scrape up one more here look at that cool space shuttle I know, I know. space shuttle's awesome meanwhile I have made a differential <laughs> <laughs> good job that's really nice let's see how about Jump. Homemade pizza. Ooh, that sounds fun. 
My wife literally just texted me. She's like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? I think homemade, I just got my idea. Homemade pizza. I think you got to do it right. Yeah. Like, if you don't do it right, it's probably not worthwhile. What's right? Not bad. Okay. <laughs> like square pizza? Well, okay, so this is... N- <laughs> This is not a dog on my wife at all, mm. okay? Uh, she's been making her own bread recently, and she's figuring it out. That's a, There's a big process to that. And so she used some of the bread that she was making to try to make pizza dough, and it wasn't the right kind of bread for that. So the pizza tasted good, but it didn't have a crust. It had a mm. bread, you know? Mm. And it just, as a homemade pizza, it wasn't the thing because of that, it just wasn't too crushed yet. She just hadn't gotten to that part. So from that perspective, I'd say, nah, not really. But at the same time, I've had really good homemade pizza that was excellent and had a really good crust. So I guess that's what I mean. I don't think that I've had a homemade pizza that tastes as good as pizza that I bought elsewhere. Mm. I just don't, I, I've never, I don't think I put the effort <laughs> into it. <laughs> That people that really make pizza. But you've made it yourself. Yeah, but it's been just like, uh, maybe maybe like the, the crust that you buy, but then just kind of like put stuff on it, heat it, and I don't know, I feel like I've much more enjoyed pizza elsewhere, hmm. like at an Italian restaurant or something like that. I mean, I, I usually enjoy food that other people make for me more than stuff I make for myself. There is something to that, even yeah. sandwiches, like someone else makes a sandwich. Yeah, like it tastes better. Because I'm, I'm unwilling to put in a lot of effort on food that I eat. <laughs> it's just like, I have to eat something, so I'll do as little work as possible. But somebody else will put more time and care into it. <laughs> it tastes better. That's me. So you're going to have pizza tonight, Anthony? Uh, probably. We have pizza at least once, if not twice a week. Oh, yeah. Not always homemade. Sometimes it's just an Aldi pizza thrown in the oven, but those aren't half bad. We rarely have it homemade, but we do have it at least once a week. It's just too easy. It's too good. Right. You want to do one more? Sure. All right. Uh, emojis. Hmm. Pro. Yeah. I think that they're, I mean, it seems like they're here to stay. Like they've, yeah. they've kind of been introduced with all the texting that goes around. I think that they can be helpful, um, but they can be overused. Um, but generally pro. Cool. Yeah. I, I like them. I think... Communicating over text message for me has become less and less like appealing because it is hard to express like tone of voice or emotion. Yeah. Emojis definitely help with that, but they're also unprofessional. Like let's say you're you're texting somebody that you're getting coffee with for the first time, or you know, back when I was freelancing, I would try to communicate that I'm excited to meet with this said client, but I don't want to send them like a thumbs up. Well, thumbs up, eh, it's kind of on the line, but like a smiley face or. You know, excited poop emoji or anything like that. Yeah, that's but. probably a bad choice. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> There's a responsibility to using emoji, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, it was one of those things that I was really resistant to. It was one of those, well, all the young kids are just using, yeah. you know, emojis. Cartoons. Yeah. It's Saying kind of silly. And and, yeah. <laughs> Use your words. But it, but <laughs> I, it got to where it does add a little bit of context that is lost. And, I mean, we do so much more textual conversation than we used to. In all different ways, through email and through text and everything. And it does add that little bit of context that is lost. Well, maybe not all of it, but it helps, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially things like the thumbs up is something I use more than probably anything else. Yeah, you do. Uh, because it just it feels like a good way to, you know, 
if you ask me a question and my response is the word yes, that could be like yes or yes. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? But you, you see a thumbs up at the end of that, and you're like, oh, well, he's not angry. He's not grumbling that. It's like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. So I think it's just that little bit of context is helpful. Yeah. And then anything past that, it's... I mean, my wife and I will just randomly send strings of emojis that are totally unrelated to each other to hmm. each other. And that's just kind of funny to yeah. get a whole bunch of fruit in a row. <laughs> uh, and whales and stuff. But And a piece of sushi. Yeah. Cool. I love communication with a group of people that can be as uh, as quick and snappy and uh, as direct as it possibly can be without a whole lot of words. And I think that's why, like, a lot of us work together really well is because we can say a lot without saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I think when you find that relationship with somebody where they can send you just an emoji and it perfectly sums up what they're trying to say without actually saying a whole bunch of words and you just kind of get it. I think that is a beautiful relationship, and I, I like them for that fact. I think it's vetting. So if somebody can send however, whatever piece of communication they want in the most explicit way possible, and I get their intent, then that's a, a wonderful match. And if that's a like a rolling eyes emoji or a, a whatever, then, then great. I don't need a lot of words. Mm. Say what you want to say in the shortest way possible, mm. and I'll be happy. Put some sushi at the end of it. Yeah. Like it's kind of like that that insider joke. Like, there's times when you know we're all working in a shop and, and we just kind of do because we get it. We work that close together. Mm-hmm. And if someone can convey an entire paragraph with you know with a throwing up emoji <laughs> that's like perfectly timed, <laughs> yeah, it makes you happy that you have that silly relationship that you don't need to right say a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, when you interact with somebody new, you tend to I tend to over explain over you know. Communicate that's, a little bit. That's exhausting over text messages. Yeah. Um, so I'm a fan, I'd say, in moderation. Cool. I'm still not done with my bag. And Josh is... I'm done, done, done. Oh, well. Go away. Corby's... I could use a few more hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just me. Okay, so I'm which one of us is going to read a book out loud? <laughs> <on the podcast? laughs> yeah. Uh, we have any more? Uh, let's see. I just want to finish this so I can go back to my Star Wars set next Bow week. Bow ties. Con! Really? <clears throat> Sorry. Actually, I have no Brandon, if you have to uh, edit, take down my volume there. I mean, there's clip-ons, or they're like, there's wood ties. Those bow are ties. Good. Yep. There I've are. I've those around. <laughs> I don't have any bow ties, and I don't, I, I can't remember the last time we've really worn one, except for, like, maybe band in school or something, and that was, uh, <laughs> like, a clip-on kind of thing. Hmm. I don't think I've ever actually worn a bow tie. I like the way they look, but I've never taken the time to learn how to tie one. I I think I had... Somebody gave me one of the wooden ones, somebody that used to make them, and I wore it in somebody's wedding because the, the like everybody was wearing bow ties, <laughs> like it was a thing. And I don't remember the situation, but that's the only time I've ever worn one, and it just seems... I mean, ties in general are just one of those completely pointless... Yep. Like, they do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand them. It's an accessory. That serves no purpose. It carries nothing. Maybe there's some secret to ties that I just don't well, understand. But, like, what if you, people, maybe they hide their knives in their ties or no. something? Uh, so, straws? I don't know. When I worked at Lockheed, a purpose to them. like, a lot of people wore ties. And it was their their ability to, like, express themselves whenever they have to fit inside of a certain oh, yeah. kind of structure, like a certain dress code. You want to wear 
silly Looney Tunes tie or one yeah. with Accessory. fish on it. Like, oh, that guy's into fish. Like, hooray. <laughs> that guy's into fish. Well, I had this one engineer that I worked with at, at Lockheed. He came up to me one day and he was like, I want to organize like some stuff to make everybody kind of um, like some more morale boosting things. I'm like, okay, that sounds neat because this place kind of sucks and it can drain a life out of you. So hooray for morale. He's like, how about every Friday we all wear bow ties? Nope. Sounds thrilling. And he was uh, an engineer from Georgia Tech, and I guess as like professional engineers, it was a thing that they did. They tried to dress fancy. I don't Hmm. know if it's some southern gentlemanly thing, but it was like it was a a tradition that he tried to instill. And I remember I was so on board with this guy trying to do something for morale boosting, but that like let's all wear bow ties. I went off on him. I'm like that is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. (laughs) It is the most pretentious, preppy boy, dumb crap I have ever heard. Please don't ever come up with me these stupid ideas ever again. And And I was so mad at that idea about like this is what's going to solve everybody's day is we should wear bow ties. And I remember just the thought of like that's empty. It's pretentious. And you're going to look silly wearing a bow tie. And then I went back and I apologized to him because I am, I, you know, he was trying to do good. I'm like, don't come at me with bow ties as a way to try to make work life better. <laughs> That's not the manifestation in my mind of making your job more tolerable to wear a bow tie. It is like, I guess there is an association on my part with um, living in Savannah for so long. And I knew throughout the years, I knew a lot of people who grew up there. And it's just part of yeah. the common dress and culture and stuff down there. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think there's an association there with a certain group of people mm-hmm. um, that were not the the normal nice people who just grew up wearing bow ties. They, they had a certain stigma to them. And so I, I think I don't really like that association. That's probably part of it for me. Mm-hmm. But I also think they just look, kind of look silly. And ties in general are dumb. Unless you're carrying a knife or a straw inside your tie. That sounds kind of cool. Maybe I'll do that next time. (laughs) Knife tie. Knife tie. Slash straw tie. (laughs) A hollow knife tie. (laughs) That when you're holding a knife in your teeth, you can drink a slushie. Hmm. We might be on to something. When Rambo gets thirsty. Or not. All right. You guys got anything else? We were going to ask each other a question. Oh, yeah. I I don't know how much time we've been talking. Like an hour. 55. 55 minutes? Make it quick. Um, okay, Josh, go first. You brought it back oh, up. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite subject in school that led you to art school? To 40. You were asking that a question led, the person on our left. Well, I didn't really have anything. So I didn't take art in school, so it, it, I didn't have anything that really led me to art school from school. Well, how did you go to so art school know. then? Was there something in school, a teacher <laughs> or somebody that was influential on you that went, you know what, I'm going to go to art school thanks to whatever, or it was just you know what? It was from a tiny Corby <clears throat> you wanted to go to art school? I, it was actually a, uh, one of my fellow employees at a restaurant was going to go to art school for graphic design, and I was going to do computer. I was going to do computer science, and he was like, he was talking about graphic design a lot and he was kind of showing me the stuff that he was doing and I liked it and I thought oh, this is kind of the stuff that I already kind of do but I was just playing around with computers and just doing stuff in my free time I've always drawn and stuff like that but I didn't know that this was something that you could actually go to school for 
so after he had kind of told me about it and, and he, he also told me about the school down in Georgia. So that's when I thought, oh, how about that? And then that's what I did. Right on. So not really school, but uh, some random guy at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your question for me? Uh, Bob, what's your favorite uh, traditionally animated movie? Ooh. <laughs> Traditionally animated. So 2D, 2D. hand-drawn, hand-drawn animated movie, not 3D. Can I have two answers? One is for not traditional. Yeah. Because that's the first one that came to mind. Yeah. The first animated non-traditional movie is Kubo and the Two Strings. Ooh, that's a good movie. That movie is beautiful. Yeah, it is. And amazing. And there's there's tons of animated movies that I've never seen. That's it's uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's stop motion. That's why I say non traditional. Um, there's tons of animated movies that are famous that I've never seen. Like uh, all the Miyazaki movies, never seen any of them. Oh, not at, for any particular reason. Yeah. I just never have. Yeah. And so a yeah, lot of people love those, but I don't know them. Um, man, that's really tough. I. I don't know. I can't really narrow it down. I mean, there are a lot of really excellent ones. It yeah. doesn't have to be like your yeah. absolute well, favorite. But. I mean, we, we watched, you know, when the kids were really young, we watched all the original Disney movies, all of the Jungle Book and Peter Pan and, you know, all of those. And they're all not great, but also great in different ways. So yeah. of those, say we'll narrow it to Disney movies because that's all I can think about. Um, Aristocats hmm. is a really cool. It it, it has a tons of animal movement that's like animated animals, a bunch of different kinds of animals. They go through cities. They go through, you know, like uh, farmland. There's a lot of like stuff on vehicles, and there's a pretty wide range of animation, and a lot of it's reused from. Whoa! <laughs> Excuse me. I think I'm gonna reused from other Disney movies, which you Disney can start to that. see. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, that's one of my favorite, like, just the amount of animation in it and the, the breadth of it, I guess. Yeah, I don't have a better answer for that. My question Uh-oh. for Anthony. Uh-oh. Have you ever seen Red Dawn? Why do you have to ask me if I've seen a movie? <laughs> the original. Because you're, the original. <laughs> because you are way younger than me and you're a film student. Nope. Man. You should have known before you asked me I, the movie I question. did know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> so we can I wanted to wow. shame you into watching it. No, I'm just I was really excited to answer no, no, you. No, no. It's, it's good to see someone <laughs> else the brunt of that, not me. <laughs> it's that's been what, me. That's what this looks like. It's yeah. been me since I started working here. Anyway. So, no, I know that he's a lot younger than I am and didn't watch a lot of 80s movies that, you know, are not super famous. I mean, you've seen a lot of the famous stuff from the 80s, but sure. Red Dawn is one you should definitely watch. Okay. It's good. It's, uh, it's, I don't want to tell you anything about it. It's a teenage war movie. <laughs> we'll go with that. I did watch War Games for the first time. Oh, yeah. A month or two It's ago. in that same, yeah, the same vibe. Is Matthew Broderick in it? Broderick? Broderick? No. no. But there's a bunch, a bunch of people that look people. like, like, there's Matthew Broderick stand-ins. <laughs> yeah. If you were yeah. going to have an 80s movie and you had, like, the casting call, this is everybody else who was in the lobby yeah. while Matthew Broderick was mm. being Ferris Bueller. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Okay. All right, you're up. All right, Josh. So mine, I guess, is... Kind of a little more serious than the others, but oh, you were you were in the army, correct? Mm-hmm. How do you feel when somebody finds out that you served in the army and they say thank you for your service? 
Uh, I mean, it's it's appreciated. Yeah. But it, it makes it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because <clears throat> like there are so many jobs that even when I was in the army, I'm like that person deserves a lot more praise than I do. Like your garbage man. Like you mm. you could do without a soldier or two, but you go a week without your garbage collector. Like you're gonna start hating life. Right. So I think that it was it was super popular, right? It currently is, and it's appreciated to, you know, thank a serviceman for their country for their service and get their ten percent off at some stores, like hooray. But that always made me feel weird because I think on a day to day basis, your job in the military is really tedious and sometimes really boring, and a lot of the stuff that's not like in the movies, it's a lot of the same repetitive nonsense. Mm. And so to be thanked for like. Hmm. I remember somebody came up and like bought our lunch and I was mowing the grass and like cleaning a toilet. Hmm. And they were like, thank you for your service. And you're like, my service today did not, you know, uh, did not equate to this praise that I'm being given by these strangers. Hmm. But I mean, it's, it's, it's super nice. Um, yeah. But it just, honestly, it sounds- I think that there are a lot more people in people's day to day that they skip over. When they want to go out and thank a soldier or thank a whoever, like I think you should really look a lot more inward to thank the people who go about and make your life livable that you don't pay as much attention to. Hmm. Someone got really okay. Someone got really upset with me because uh, one of my neighbors, or might have been a family member, I think it was a family member, gave my wife and I some, I think it was like Dunkin' Donuts gift cards or something, and I'm like, oh, neat. And my garbage men came up, and I walked out, and there was like a, you know, a four of them or so of these gift cards. And I just straight up like handed them to my garbage men. And I'm like, thank you guys for everything that you do. And I'm like, I'm in my uniform. And I remember that it was a family member got upset with me for doing that. Hmm. I'm like, well, I'm going to re-gift as I need. But those are the people I think that are the real unsung like heroes in your hmm. life, and that may sound cliche or whatever. But I'm telling you, man, go one day without... Or one week without that stuff that just piles up in your house. Yeah. And you will easily start thanking, you know, those real unsung heroes in your life. Right. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Good place to end as any, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, where can everybody find everybody? Forby, you're on the end. Uh, I'm on the end. Uh, you can find me <laughs> at right Forby on, on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, F-O-R-B-Y. My name is Jonathan Forby. Forby is my last name. I go by Forby. No, his name's Forby. My name's Forby. That's just the number four, B. That's how he is in my phone. Yeah, it is in mine too. The number four and the little B emoji. Oh, yeah. That's your name. Write it all around. Perfect. Anyway, Josh. I'm at Josh underscore make stuff everywhere. Look at that. Yeah. All unified. Consolidation. Mm. (laughs) And I'm at... uh, at Anthony Lee Rose on Instagram and Twitter. I'm starting to tweet more again. Tweet. Yeah. More like retweeting, but yeah. Cool. Um, you can find me and all four of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. Uh, again, we've brought it up the last few weeks, but <clears throat> we're going to be revamping the Patreon thing if you want to help us out and get more behind the scenes stuff for I Like to Make Stuff as a whole. Patreon is the best way to kind of do that and get in now before stuff changes maybe yep yeah go to patreon.com slash I like to make stuff or don't and just enjoy the show that's cool too thank you for listening and watching and look at Forby's fantastic Forby has a chassis it doesn't go yet (laughs)
<laughs> it doesn't go it's yet. It's the wheelless Batmobile. It's, yep. It looks like your war machine is, is uh, making a number two. He's, he's doing squats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in the middle. War <laughs> machine poo in the woods. <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you.